This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. This week on Top Shelf, Matthias Reese is part of the Grand Forks Border Bruins leadership group. Emmanuel Sequera talks with him about the season the Bruins have put together. We really put Emmanuel to work this week. He talks with Columbia Valley's Keenan Ingram, Kelowna's Maddox McEggerty, and Victoria Grizzly, Zachary Anderson. Our guest broadcaster is Dave Mingo of the 100 Mahos Wranglers. But first, the KIJHL manages bursaries and scholarships for graduating players that are pursuing post-secondary education. Here's League Commissioner Jeff Dubois. We have a total of 14 awards. Two of those are scholarships. One in memory of Jackson Joseph, who played in our league. Jackson was one of the individuals who was killed in the, the Humboldt bus crash. One of our scholarships is in memory of Grant Sheridan who was a longtime owner and GM of the Kelowna Chiefs, and that's a scholarship that we award, but it's, it's done by mind right. And then we have 12 $1,000 bursaries on top of that. So there's a total of 14 awards. There's a lot of opportunities for players who are on that track to, to go to post-secondary when they're done in our league to uh, apply for some money to contribute towards their studies. How does a player go about applying for it? From what I gather, Jeff, there's an opportunity to apply just once. You don't have to apply for each individual bursary and scholarship. Yeah, that, that's correct. We've tried to make the process sort of as streamlined and, and easy as possible. So if you go to our website under the education tab, uh, you'll see the, the two scholarships and the bursary. Players just have to complete one application package. With that one package, they'll be considered for all of the scholarships and bursaries. It's just a, a few pages of some academic and individual information, and you're in the running. Jeff, thank you very much for pulling over uh, and talking with us. Safe travels. Thanks, Mark. The deadline for applications is March 15th. Head to the KIJHL.ca website for more information. Let's it over to Nelson. Reese Nelson with the move in between a couple of legs. They lost at the last second. Now it's a breakaway pass for Keenan Ingram and alone to the back end. He scores! That's a hat trick for Keenan Ingram with 2.44 to go. What a season for the Rockies' Keenan Ingram. 60 points in 34 games. Emmanuel Sequera talks with him about his recent play. Seven points last week. My mates contributed a lot. You know, we did all the right things and uh, just worked out for us. What did you like about the way you played? Uh, I said I was moving around a lot, you know, had the puck. When I had the puck, I was moving the speed and just getting uh, shots on net as much as I could. What have you liked about the way that you've been playing of late for your team? I think I've been doing a big role for our team, and I, I like the way I'm playing, and the guys are good, and giving me uh, feedback, all the older guys. That's Keenan Ingram of the Columbia Valley Rockies. Ouellette up the near boards, finds Morcom at center. Morcom stick handling through it in front. They score! Hat-trick goal, Maddox McHaggerty! 16-year-old Maddox McHaggerty started the season with the WHL Swift Current Broncos. Earlier this month, he joined the Kelowna Chiefs and is coming off a strong weekend. Maddox says he's pleased by his play. Yeah, I was 
it was a pretty good feeling. Like my first half of the season, I like didn't create much offense. So coming to Kelowna and being able to like, gain my confidence back and turn that hat trick was a great thing. What have you liked about the way that you've been playing with the Chiefs? Yeah, I find that the Kelowna Chiefs are a very young team compared to all the other KI teams. So they're very skilled. They have a bright future, and now it was super fun playing with my linemate. And what have you liked about your play of late? I thought I played decent. Like I feel like my first two games, I was struggling a little bit with my confidence. After I played those few games, like, I feel like I started to gain my confidence back and was able to like do my moves I'm usually used to doing and feeling more confidence being offensively. And it was for sure like my first two games, I struggled a little bit with my confidence. And then after I played a couple, I started getting used to it and started feeling like how you used to play. You returned home, you were playing uh, with Swift Current in the WHL. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, it was a really cool experience. It was good to see like what high tempo and like what level that kind of hockey is. What did you learn uh, from your time in the WHL with the Broncos? Yeah, for sure. It shows you how hard you have to work. It like shows you what it takes to get to the next level. In Swift Current, we had a lot of guys drafted to the NHL. So I was able to see like what they do in every single day, like what they do to get to the next level. And I was very lucky to see what they do for that. What led you to, to deciding to join the Kelowna Chiefs for the rest of the season? I grew up watching their games. Uh, Kelowna is my hometown, so it was nice to meet you to go there. I'm close with assistant coach and head coach Travers Redman and Jason Tamsum. So I grew up playing hockey with their kids, and yeah, it was a great option to go there. What type of player do you consider yourself to be? I feel like I'm a playmaking forward. I like making the players around me better. I'm not, not really a shoot type of first guy. I'm more of like pass or like kind of keep my options open. I could pass, shoot, uh, hard to play against, do whatever it takes to win. Maddox McEggerty of the Kelowna Chiefs. The KIJHL.ca website is an incredible source of information on our players, present and past. There's a great Q&A article on former Kamloops Storm and current BCHL Victoria Grizzly, Zachary Anderson. Of course, his former coach, Jeff Grimwood, is currently an assistant with the Grizz. And Zachary says it made a huge difference. It, it definitely helps me a lot, you know, especially in the first month or two, uh, you know, not knowing the head coach as well. I feel like Jeff was always someone I could go talk to. I, I wasn't afraid to ask any questions. I knew he'd always be there to help me. Talk about your time in the KIJHL and playing with the Storm. How did that help you with your transition to the BCHL? Uh, I think it helped me a lot. Guys three, four years older than you, you know, you definitely get used to that before you jump into the BC as it's the same age guys. You know, you're playing against stronger, bigger guys. Uh, again, like you're on the ice, what, four or five times a week maybe. So definitely it's just like, you know, helping you with your confidence as well and also being on the ice, being able to practice everything every day, you're getting a lot better. Victoria Grizzly, Zachary Anderson. Still to come on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, Matthias Reese of the Grand Forks Border Bruins. Up next, we're joined by 100 Mile House Wranglers broadcaster, Dave Mingo. Wranglers break out. Go to center ice. Tierra leaves it. Myers at the puck. Going wide, take the shot. What a goal! Just over their shoulder. Looks like it might have tipped off the shoulder and in, but what a goal there for Jace Myers. What a snipe. We got a 2-0 game, ladies and gentlemen. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the broadcast director for the 100 Mile House Wranglers, Dave Mingo. Dave, great to talk with you. Thanks, Mark. Good to talk to you as well. Let's talk about the 100 Mile House Wranglers broadcast team. Uh, you want to tell us uh, who's on the team and, and what they do? Well, I got my two main people. 
we got Phil Conrad, of course, he does our play-by-play, and then we have Dave Dunn. Dave and myself, we sort of switch between camera and color commentary. Dave is, uh, you know, he's he's sort of a jack-of-all-trades. We sort of all are jack-of-all-trades, you know, we can jump back and forth. You know, we are looking at maybe having a couple of guest broadcasters. I know we've had some from the past that we wouldn't mind seeing come back. I'm putting heads out there to Spence Henderson next time you're in town. Come on by and see us. How long have you been part of the broadcast team in 100 Mile? Oh, you're making me think. Oh, i got to go back at least five years. I'm not certain exactly what year when they first put me behind the microphone. I was with Spence Henderson at the time, helping him out color commentary, and then uh, I ran the camera. have done play-by-play, so I've done a little bit of everything. Probably five, six years ago when I first picked up the microphone. Okay, we met back in 2019 uh, at the Cyclone Taylor Cup in Campbell River. Talk a little bit about that uh, that disappointing year, the 2019-2020 season, when uh, COVID hit and it really impacted 100 Mile House and and the entire Cyclone Taylor Cup. The biggest impact, of course, was definitely on the players. We had built a team that was going to be very competitive in the Cyclone Taylor, being the host team. And I really feel for the players that were part of that 2019-2020 team because they, they were here. They wanted to get their chance in, in the Cyclone Taylor. It was a big hit to the community. There was a lot of sponsors involved, both local and from across the province involved with our bid. The letdown for basically everyone that was involved, it was quite dramatic. You know, myself included, it was like it took the winds out of our sails. And it was, uh, you know, not the best of times. You know, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I remember that time so well. It was devastating, and, and I really felt for the community of 100 Mile. I mean, my biggest impact is I had to cancel my reservation for the Cyclone Taylor Cup. I know that for the organization, for the coaches, for the players, it was absolutely devastating. That was a, a very mature team that uh, Coach Ladoon had put together for the Cyclone Taylor Cup, and it had ramifications uh, beyond just the next season where you guys didn't play. And I totally get the reason why why uh, 100 Mile chose not to play in the 2020 season. And you just want to expand on that because there was really good rationale behind it. There was a lot of uncertainty as to what was going to happen in 2020-2021. The board of directors for the team, as we are a community-run team as a nonprofit society, we just really could not take the risk of potentially starting a season and not ending. You know, the, the amount of money to get the team up and going for the, for the season, uh, realistically, financially, if we had started that year and started to play in, I don't think our Rango organization would be as strong as we are today. You know, when we return, we're going to talk about the organization uh, as uh, it's a very young organization uh, when you look at your roster. But we'll talk about uh, the 100 Mile House Wranglers as they are today and the playoff implications because they're in a heck of a playoff race right now. We'll talk about that uh, when Dave returns. Kennedy's still working for the puck up against Ben Edwards. Carpition is in there as well. He fishes the puck away, but then the Bruins kick it at forward. Matthias Reese already has two goals tonight, and that's the hat trick. That is a hat trick for Matthias Reese. Wow, this Grand Forks Border Bruins team. I'm joined by Matthias Reese, alternate captain for the Grand Forks Border Bruins. Matthias, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thanks for having me. What has this season been like for you, especially with the group playing as one of the top teams in the KIJHL for most of the season? Yeah, it's, it's been pretty sweet. The environment in the room is awesome. It's a winning culture now, so it's been nice going into games feeling like 
if we play well, like there's a good chance we can win. So it's been really up, really up in the room. Share what the feeling was like in the dressing room with the group when the team knew it had officially clinched a playoff spot. Your coach told me it's the first time in the organization's history in which that was accomplished so early in a season. Yeah, it was it was really awesome. It was really cool. Like he came in and he just he shared the news and we we're all clapping and all the organization staff and stuff from there and it was awesome. It was really it's really special to be a part of, especially because like unfortunate history like the clubs had. So it's it's nice we could clinch early, but we're ultimately focused on bringing a championship home now. How do you feel you've performed as the alternate captain to lead your team to success? Yeah, I feel like I've done a, hopefully I've done a pretty good job, but a, it's easy. I got lots of support in our veteran players too. We got five 20 year olds, a handful of 2003, and even, even a 2005 born player who's played just about two full seasons. So yeah, it's been pretty supportive. So it's, it's awesome. And how has being an alternate captain helped you with becoming, being a better person and player? Yeah, it's kind of just, you know, made me like a little bit more responsible, trying to look out for guys and stuff. And, you know, I've done a better job holding myself like accountable for my actions. So it's been pretty cool. Your coach gave me the good news about your signed letter of intent to play for Portage College in the ACAC. What does that mean for you knowing what comes next and what you'll be doing for your education and continuing to play hockey at a higher level? Uh, it's grind time now, so I gotta, you know, I've signed the letter and I gotta make the roster now and start hitting the books. I've started taking classes to get me kind of in the groove of things for next year. That must be exciting for you, knowing what's coming ahead. Yeah, yeah, just focused on finishing strong now and getting to work. Matthias, thank you for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIGHL podcast. Yeah, thanks so much again for having me. Calder, he'll turn in the face-off circle, still has it. Turning away from the pressure now, drops it for Vandlerberg. Here's a chance as Beals was in front, but Kistner got a good stick to break that up. And Leibold's back the other way into the Castle Guard zone. Here's a chance for Reese scores! Once again, on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the broadcast director for the 100 Mile House Wranglers, Dave Mingo. Dave, let's talk about this uh, very young Wranglers team. Uh, basically, with that uh, season off, uh, the Wranglers had to start from scratch and put together a very, very young organization that has a lot of future potential. You want to talk a little bit about uh, the team you've seen throughout the course of this season? Well, from day one, from training camp to where we're at now, the, the skill level is so much better. These, these kids, they're, they're learning and they're trying every day. And it's great to see these, these youngsters out there. When I say youngsters, there's kids that are born in 05 and 06 out, out there. It's great to see their improvement. Kudos out there to Coach Dooner. He, he's doing a great job with them. This is definitely a team of the future. We have two 20-year-olds on the team, two that won't be back next year. I suspect we're going to have some other ones that won't be back next year because they're going to be looking at Junior A. You know, you've got players like Ethan Davey and Jack Mulder and even Ryder Grega. You know, there's interest in those players to go to Junior A. And, of course, that's a big part of the Wrangler organization. Dave, you're a man about town. Uh, talk about the support that uh, 100 Mile House uh, Wranglers get from the community. Oh, the amount of sponsors and, you know, the amount of sponsorship dollars coming from this town into this team is absolutely fabulous. It is definitely a community team. Everyone loves the 100 Mile House Wranglers. The Wranglers are out there themselves going to the elementary schools. They're going out to the outdoor skating rink and helping kids learn how to skate. The Wranglers give back to the community and the community gives back to the Wranglers. 100 Mile is a town of 1,900 people with about 15,000 people in the area. 
the whole area is just right behind this team. This weekend, a couple of games, uh, they're both home games too. 100 Mile House Wranglers hosting the Revelstoke Grizzlies on Friday and on Saturday you host uh, Summerland. What do the Wranglers have to do to be successful on the weekend and continue that lead over Chase in that final playoff spot? Fortunately, we have five games at home. Five of our next seven games are at home to end the season, which is which is good for the Wranglers. We have a far better home record, so that's just alone is going to help. Revelstoke coming into 100 Mile House, we've always played Revelstoke hard in, in, our, in our barn. Revelstoke can't take us too lightly, and this has happened in the past. We've seen Revelstoke come in, and it appears that they take us too lightly because we're a fourth or fifth place team, and we end up on the uh, on top of the score sheet at the end of the game. So I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be a hard fought game. We always have had a great rivalry with the the Revelstoke Grizzlies, and I see that moving forward. Summerland, again, we don't see them as much as we see Revelstoke in, in the season, but they're a team that the Wranglers have some good, hard, disciplined play. We definitely have a, have a chance to do well with. We've got a good chance against any team in this league when we're playing in the home bar. And the fans get behind us. Their players just want to get out there and support the fans, and it, it is just such a great environment in the South Caribou Rec Centre. Dave Mingo is the broadcast director for the 100 Mile House Wranglers. Thank you very much for doing this, Dave. Well, thank you. It's uh, good to hear from you again, and uh, look forward to meeting you again in the future here. Smolik with the puck. Now Myers for the Smolik. Yeah! Beautiful feed, beautiful goal. Wranglers win 3-2 to two in overtime here tonight. So we see a five-point Wrangler lead going into the last few weeks here of the season. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Our thanks this week to KIJHL broadcasters Dave Mingo, Phil Conrad, Kevin McKinnon, Cody Thate, Mike Johnstone, Eric Blow, and Justin McCartney. KIJHL Commissioner Jeff Dubois and Director of Communications Emmanuel Sequera. Matthias Reese of the Grand Forks Border Bruins, Keenan Ingram of the Columbia Valley Rockies, Maddox McEgarty of the Kelowna Chiefs, and Zachary Anderson of the BCHL Victoria Grizzlies. Also a thank you to Hockey TV, which brings our players closer to their families and friends back home. I'm Mark Berry. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We're back in seven days.